from Destroy the Hairdresser. I'm Sid Charisse. And I'm Caleb Bosher, and you're listening to Bleached. Episode 28. I love it. I used to say that a lot when I was an educator at Aveda, and I'd say it to the guests, and I'd be like, I love it. Do you love it? And then my students started always being like, Did you love it? Do you love it? Do you love it? And I was just like, Okay. I always say, I gotta get a new word. I always say, Does that make sense? Does that make sense? And I had one of my coaching students now says, It always makes sense. D T M S. Does that make sense? DTMS. Hashtag DTMS. It sounds like a uh, disease. It does sound like a disease. It sounds like an STD. Maybe we shouldn't make that viral. Speaking of what? <laughs> Speaking of what? <laughs> uh, so it's really good to be back. Uh, I left you. First of all, we've left everyone in the dust. Yeah. We haven't. We apologize for not. We apologize for the break, but it was necessary. Here's what's been going on. Since mid-September, the last time we talked to you guys, we we had Fashion Week, which everybody knows is insane in the membrane. But also, we... It was like, for me, personally-wise, I had like shoot after shoot after shoot. Like, it was all these designers in town, so I had lookbook after lookbook after lookbook. You were busy. We had so much going on. Um, next thing I know, it was like we were... We've been preparing for this new launch, which we'll talk about in a second, and uh, also moving to a new office in the Upper East Side, whoop, whoop, and it was And just, now living in the Upper East and Side. And now living in the Upper East Side. We are no longer Brooklynites, which is crazy, uh, but it, it's been insane. I feel like I have not stopped, and then on top of that, as the move is happening, I decide to go to Europe. <laughs> it's my favorite part about the story. <laughs> Time to move, and Sid goes. While we, while you're moving, I'm gonna be in Denmark. Uh, so I had actually planned this trip in the summer, um, but I didn't expect my September October to be as insane as it was, and so it kind of fell in the middle, middle of everything. But it was a much needed trip. Uh, I went to Denmark. My best friend from LA flew with me, um, and we saw our other best friend who just had a baby. And it was like we've been friends since we were younger, and it was just this rad girl trip and it was so great lots of babies really cool and you fell down the stairs first night i was there i fell down a spiral staircase and had to go to the hospital bruised (laughs) my ribs pretty much messed up my tailbone and like injured my spine a little bit um but other than that i healed nicely (laughs) and finished my trip off with a bang it was really good, um, and then came back to this wonderful new uh, apartment and new office, and uh, had to had a mad props to Caleb for doing all of the work while I was gone. I feel like we haven't stopped. Like we moved, we you came back, we moved in. We're now recording this, where we have to be somewhere in about an hour. Like it's just, I just feel like we're constantly going. But this week we launched. We launched our new. Website. We we launched our new Instagram. We launched our new classes. We launched all this stuff. Um, we've rebranded. We've re, we've redone everything. We've really put a lot of time and energy into the rebrand because we feel that our followers and our fans and our students have really put a lot of energy into us. So hopefully, if you haven't had a chance to check out the website, destroythehairdresser.com, um, it is all new. It's we've even added um, some new things. We have um, not only do we have the mobile coaching for those of you that are looking for um, one-on-one coaching, um, you know, with a private coach. 
I think people don't understand that our mobile coaching is all online and over the phone. Yeah. You don't have to be in New York. People are yeah. like, oh, I would love to be a part of your program, but I'm not in New York. And we're like, the, the, we've I, been telling you this for 28 episodes, people. <laughs> like, you don't have to be. Our program is made for anyone anywhere in the entire world. So if you haven't checked that out, that's available. And we also, um, we've launched the salon um, coaching as well. So if you are a salon owner or you're someone who wants to get their salon their their boss involved uh we would love to come and see you um so that's available as well and speaking of coming and seeing everyone oh my god i've been waiting we've kind of hinted at this a couple times in our live uh instagrams and um a couple times on the podcast but it is finally here guys brace yourself if you're driving pull over (laughs) pull over and brace yourself for this news We are going on tour! I know, it's so exciting. I know, it is like, it's crazy to me that it's official. We have dates. Our tour is um, a North American tour, so we're all over Canada, we're all over the U.S. We'll be in Jersey, Toronto, South Florida, San Francisco, Upper California, Wisconsin, Minneapolis, Cleveland, Columbus, D.C., New Orleans, North Carolina, the West Coast of Florida, and then we're ending our tour in New Orleans. In New Orleans at Bayou St. Juan. It is year two, second annual event. If you guys aren't going to that, you, what are you doing with your life? You need to be at that event. <laughs> so Bayou St. Juan is happening March 11th and 12th mm-hmm. of 2018. And it is, if you're, if you're like Sid and myself, we, the hair show world is, drives us insane. We're not, we're not, we're not huge fans of hair shows. But um, Aaron from the Left Brain Group, the owner of the Left Brain Group, the creator of the Left Brain Group, she has created something fantastic called Bayou Saint Blonde, and it is a hair show, but it's very different. It's very destroy the hairdresser. It is very destroy the it's hairdresser. It's broken all weird. the rules. We'll be talking at this event. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> we will be there. Um, so, if you would like to get your salon involved uh, in our tour dates. Please visit um, the Left Brain Group, and you can actually reach out directly to us. Actually, if you're interested in having us stop by on tour, please reach out to us at info at destroythehairdresser.com. You can direct message us on Instagram. We would love to get you in touch with Aaron, who is our agent and working with us through all of the tour dates and the travel and all that. Um, even if you're interested and just want to get some numbers and, and information, you just, just simply reach out and we will connect you and we will make that, that move forward. If you cannot host us or you can't get your salon to host us, um, we, prob- we may be in your area and we are selling tickets to come. To, so certain salons will be hosting us. We're selling tickets and you can actually come to the salon that is hosting us meet us and take our classes and enjoy all of that. So any information that you need about Bayou St. Blonde or any information that you need about our tour, just to clarify, we will be going on tour to about 15 different locations all around North America. And we are ending our tour in New Orleans at Bayou St. Blonde hosted by the Left Brain Group. And it's going to be fun. So whether you follow us around, I hope we get, um, what's it called when people follow you around? Groupies? Yes. Can you we should yeah. give them a cooler name. Groupies. No, I, I, I think it'd be so much fun. Like every stop we have, there's like Sarah a few and people. Jack. I know, and they just Sarah love Sarah and us. Jack are just like we're here again. Uh, it's really cool. The tour starts in January, uh, so you have time, um, and ends again in March at the Bayou Saint Blanc event. 
But uh, we are going to start selling tickets for the spots that have confirmed on mm-hmm. November 3rd, which is Friday, November 3rd. And then you will see more dates will be announced, um, more spots. The more people that sign up and come see us, um, the the more spots we're going to have to get to kind of accommodate for everybody. We've had a lot of people ask for this for a long time. And finally, we were like, we are going to spend 2018 traveling, traveling pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, it's... We're just in all of winter traveling. Yep. So we don't have to deal with it in New York City. <laughs> it's all... I know, right? With, with the fact that like, we'll oh, be we're in going Florida, to Florida. <laughs> in the middle of winter. I love it. So spots are super limited. Um, we've already had a lot of people inquire to uh, Aaron at the Left Brain Group to sign up. So they're almost like in pre-order mode, which is really cool, which we haven't even launched tickets. Uh, but it will be, class will be a six hour event. We're really going to hone in on who you are as a stylist, um, what your brand is, how to create the brand that you want, how to push you in the right direction. And then towards the end, we're actually going to do breakaway sessions, which is really cool. So I'll take some of the stylists and Caleb will be taking the salon owners and managers. And then you kind of get this kind of personal one-on-one session, um, privately to ask your questions about your business and how to take it to the next level. We really, I think the cool thing about the the tour, it's really going to allow, I, I don't think there's a lot out there that really hones in on stylists and leadership together and separately. I think usually there's things out there that help, you know, leadership, whether you're a salon owner or a manager or your front desk. And there are different programs that are for hairdressers trying to build their business behind the chair or freelance or whatever. I think for the first time, you know, between Sid and myself, I think... I think we actually have this really unique opportunity to talk to everyone in the same setting because there are subjects that overlap. Whether you're a salon owner or you're a hairstylist, there are subjects that, that they kind of overlap. And then to spend the last half of the day really talking specifically to um, leadership and individual stylists, I think it's just going to be a really unique experience. Opportunities to ask all of your questions. You're going to get some cool swag. You're going to get one-on-one attention from Sid and myself. Um, I think it's going to be not only educational and transformational, but I think it's going to be fun. And I think, I don't know. It's going to be really I'm good ex- I'm so excited. I'm, I think we're more excited yeah. than we are. <laughs> I, I, I think we talked to you guys so much via live and, and um, online. And I just really want to, I want to meet your faces. Mm-hmm. I want to meet your faces. I want to talk to you. Let's squeeze them. I want to hear your stories. Um, and I want to help as much as possible. We want to help. Destroy the Hairdresser wants to help. So... Um, speaking, speaking of squeeze your faces, one of our little destroyers, her name is Mariah Braden. Uh, she, I reached out asking anybody if had, if anybody had any questions, um, to reach out to us, but this was one of my favorites. She said, I've been listening to Bleach and I love it. I also need to say that I'd like some DTH stickers I can put places. Maybe one that says stop adding on add-ons. I'm really passionate (laughs) about ending the add-ons trend. Or even shirts, merch with other various Sid and Caleb quotes. I love that. She's so sweet. She was like, I need more stuff. It's funny that she mentioned that because we are going to create stickers and swag and all those things. And they will be coming out on tour and then hopefully be put on the site for sale um, later on in 2018. Yes. but I love that. Stop adding on add-ons. Stop adding on add-ons. <laughs> That's, if you haven't listened to that episode, I don't, I don't even remember what episode it was, but we, you know, we don't believe in add-ons here at Destroy the Hairdresser. Mm-mm. So if, was, I don't know, I, I wish I could shout out which episode that was. I don't know. <laughs> You're going to just go through and listen. So many people start from the, from episode one and move on. Yeah. And maybe it's just because I'm a fire sign and I'm crazy. I'm just like randomly picking at you know (laughs) and like just messing everybody up but i love that so they get to 
a lot of really builds that relationship. Yeah, a lot of newer people um, that start listening to the podcast come on, and then they start they start from the the beginning and and work their way up. So they get really excited. So then we'll get these emails that have been like, "Oh my god, when you were talking about the add-ons," and I was like, "Oh my god, you're at that episode! Like, come on, it gets better, it gets better, it gets really good." I think that we. I think um, I don't know if anyone's been watching in like the media, but. Um, all the female empowerment that's going on, it's, it's been happening with, after the election, women have really come, I know we're switching gears, but women have really we're come. We're standing up. Yeah, women have really come into their own, uh, necessarily to like really make changes and, you know, empower women. And it's funny because I think that the in my mind as a man, I think of the beauty industry as a female industry. As a woman, I don't. Yeah, I think it's really funny because I like. I feel like men have taken <clears> over. <throat> They have, and men make more money in, in our industry, like they do in all industries. And I don't even know if I don't know if you've I don't know if you've experienced this, but I've experienced this because I because I because I am a man. I uh, I have clients that will say, "Oh, I chose you because you were a man." Yeah, yeah. And there's so it's Versus it's not only it's not only men taking over, but it's also the it's, clientele. It's doing also it clientele well. doing it. It's a really strange thing. Versus when I. Um, I, I personally, and I wonder all the other women out there that feel this way, I know that I have a good maybe five to ten seconds when I first meet that person to almost prove myself and establish that rapport. Luckily, I've built the kind of uh, career that I've wanted and, and the kind of um, clientele that I, I want. So now most of my clientele is coming from Instagram, so they're already searching for me. They're seeing my work. I don't really have to prove anything anymore. Um, but I remember when I was in a salon and I was taking walk-ins, I had that split second to kind of just turn them on to make them trust me um, and to fall in love with me all in like a 10-second period. And I feel like sometimes that doesn't happen for the men in this industry. They walk in and it's just like, I, I've heard it from women that are clients, not other women in the industry that basically were like, he's a man. It's going to be perfect, you know? Like, yeah, And I've seen men destroy hair, you know? And I'm like, what is happening? Like, what is going on? Like, I don't understand where this, um, how it happened or where it happened. And I'm not discrediting, you know, the strong men or women out there in this industry. But um, it's a real issue. And, and I think it's, we're at a place in the world where women are starting to fight back. Even um, in the gay community, gay men have still monopolized being gay. Yeah. There are more gay bars for men mm-hmm. than there are for women. Um, I couldn't even... I can name maybe two lesbian bars in the city. Like, I can't name I can any. Think I can name it. one. The Cubbyhole. Yeah. It's the only one I can name. <laughs> um, and then I can name all the others on Wednesday night. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that horrible? <laughs> it, but it's, it's really interesting. And she was even saying sh- uh, that, you know, gay men, even in the gay community, also, when you talk about, you know... Woman, women's body parts you do like ew gross like even that even just even just talking negatively about a body part of a female it like shuts it like it still diminishes so no matter the point is no matter what industry or community women are always being shut down yeah even in proactive you know progressive communities of like the gay community it's like women are lesbians are still being shut down Women are still being shut down. So in the beauty industry, as, as women-oriented we, as we are, it's still run by men. Absolutely. You know, when I was abroad, I um, the whole Me Too movement happened. And um, 
I didn't admit it online and post with everybody else. And I felt really guilty about this, but I'm going to admit it now on our podcast. But um, me too. I was sexually assaulted when I was younger. Okay. And one, you know, I've, I've gone through leaps and bounds to um, figure out how I was going to deal with it, how I was going to move forward, how, could, how I could be stronger. And I think the best thing that I did for myself was um, actually learn when I have that feeling of uncomfortable uh, that gut feeling of just being uncomfortable to stand up for myself and say, absolutely not like no more. I'm not going to deal with it. And the more that I thought about that and it was happening and I kept seeing the me choos everywhere. I started to think about our industry. And I, as soon as I came home, like it was like night one, I just walked in. I was like, Caleb, we have to talk about this on our podcast because there's so much sexual harassment happening within our industry, within the beauty industry. And no one is talking about it, guys. I literally tried to do research on finding it. I think I found two articles. It's funny because there's so much going on right now in general between our current president, between um, Hollywood. Like, women are just now in Hollywood admitting all these things. And it's kind of interesting to watch because, I mean, in Hollywood, you you start to assume, like, everything is, you know, everything that glitters is gold, Mm -hmm. but it really isn't. And then... And now when people are like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, I went on this casting call and I was told to get naked and that I was too fat. Yeah. And then you have, you know, and all these people are slowly coming out with their stories and it's kind of jarring because you're like, these are all women that you, in Hollywood, that you're like, oh my God, these are amazing You women. idolize them. Yeah. And you're like, they went through, and again, I'm, I can only be an ally. I am, I'm, I, I'm not a woman. I've never gone through this, but you can only, it's, you idolize them and you're like, how, you know, how did someone that strong have that happen to them? And then you start to realize, like, oh, this is why they are strong. So, I, and I think, I think the beauty industry is going to be next. I, I really I, do. Yeah. I, I think the, the the beauty industry has been very silent about um, things that have happened to women. They're ha- just like Hollywood has been silent for years. I think a lot of bosses covered up. I think people don't know how to handle it. And and when when a woman does stand up um, and says, no, I don't want this person in my chair, and no, they can't back, and they can't come back, and we've talked to you guys about firing clients, I think that you get pushback, and that's unfortunate. I mean, I've worked, I've watched it happen, I've, I've worked for many salons, and I've watched <clears throat> men who are the owners tell the female, who is the, one of the stylists, that we can't, you know, we can't kick this person out. We saw it when we were working mm-hmm. at Aveda, unfortunately. We used to see people masturbating under capes. Yeah. Like we would, or not people, men. We would see men yeah, masturbating sorry, under people. under capes um, and, and jump into action to remove them. I mean, as educators, I think Caleb and I went into parent mode because those were our kids. And anytime any man or um, any of our students felt uncomfortable or any man was making our students feel uncomfortable, we put an end to it and kicked them out immediately. We were not tolerating that behavior at all. I think we even got pushed back yeah. for doing the right thing. And I, and I don't think it's, I don't think it's, it's a chain reaction because the person that's giving you pushback is also getting pushed back. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's that people think it's all right. I just don't think that people know how to deal with it. I think our industry is very unique. Uh, we are one of the few non-sexual industries that make our money off of touch. Um, not only that, Salons are very cash. Like, they really are. Like, we, mm-hmm. we even if they're high-end, they're very casual experience. And sometimes those lines can be blurred. Um, we become connected to these people. Not only that, we become their therapist. Mm-hmm. And so they sometimes lose 
that boundary. I mean, I've, I've done men's haircuts where they've taken off their shirts in front of me and it wouldn't even cross my mind for a second. Like I'd, I'd be like, Oh, well, I, you know, like he's taking off his shirt because of the hair, but like, that's still highly inappropriate. Mm-hmm. You know, like go in the bathroom and change and put a smock mm-hmm. schmock on. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's one of those things that's how do we, how do we keep our industry as cool and relevant and, and fun as it is, but without these lines being blurred? So what we wanted to do for you guys, um, break down what sexual harassment actually is, like a list. Because I think people don't know. I don't think that they know how far it goes. And I think, you know, again, anything that makes your gut drop, anything that makes you feel uncomfortable. And for any men out there that have also had these, this is still sexual harassment. Absolutely. <laughs> like, just because you're a man doesn't mean that think- you that the rules don't that the rules don't apply with sexual harassment. It's just that... I've seen women do it, too, you know? Or yeah. men with other men. And I, like... Listen, whether you're whether you're a man or a woman and someone's masturbating under the cape, it's sexual harassment. Absolutely. So I think that as a man... I think as men, we, we're usually more aggressive about what you can and cannot do around us. Women, women are finding that voice and really growing. And I think we have to do... We all have to support each other and protect each other and remind each other that like hey that was extremely inappropriate it needs to be documented it needs to be reported that person shouldn't be able to come back and if you're working for someone that doesn't protect you against those things you have to leave yeah because it it doesn't get better absolutely it not. doesn't get better and the situations get crazier the situations get weirder but it's not a top 10 i pulled this up off of i was looking at actual laws of sexual harassment and and what it what qualified to actual um be actually be considered as sexual harassment so um again anything if if a client is oversharing about their sexual life or their love life and it makes you uncomfortable um you also have to remember that it can make other people around you comfortable. So maybe you're just very like open to it and you're like, Oh, this is my best friend. You have to remember how other people, like what if someone is talking in your chair about a sexual act that maybe the chair next to you is a girl that was maybe, you know, molested or raped. And that conversation makes them feel uncomfortable. We have to remember that like there are other people around us, unless you're in your own studio space, talk about whatever you want, but be aware of what these signs are. Um, okay. So sexual harassment is unwanted, offensive touching. Do you know I think how many this people happens have, all the time in general? You know how many people have grabbed my arm and been like, "What's your tattoo?" Even though, like, it's like it's offensive. Don't grab me. Don't touch me. I had it happen in a drive-through. Okay, unwanted, offensive, romantic attention. That was a weird. So, like, that's is that like unwanted flirting? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, it's like un- unwanted flirting. Can I have your number? Let's go out. If a guy asks you out, girls, don't just like start blowing your whistle. You know what I mean? Like, let's but go. also have that whistle ready. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's let's think about this for a minute. You know, but I think it goes in um, in the cases that I've read. It's that they if you don't were, want it. It's not even that you don't want it because sometimes I get asked out and I don't want it. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't that doesn't mean anything. But I never when get you asked say out no, and I never don't want it. When you actually say no and it continues to happen, that's where it becomes unwanted, offensive, romantic attention. You have said no. You have stood your ground. You have, you have not given consent for any of those actions. And now it is continuing to happen. That's when you, that's when, that's when the roles have changed. And you have to remember too that like, I, again, not a woman, but I can relate when I, I'm afraid to say no to certain, like, in, even even just in general, in business and sexual situations, when I have to say no, I'm the first thought is, am I going to get in trouble? 
Yeah. That's a weird thought That's as horrible. an adult. Yeah. Am I going to get in trouble? <laughs> as an adult, I'm like, if I say no, is he going to get mad? Yeah. Like, and that's, you have to bypass that. And that's, you know, and I, so just remember that, yes, they might get mad. Yeah. And yes, they might not quote unquote like you, but that's not what this is about. This is about protecting yourself. This is about staying up for yourself. And yeah, I can, as you read through these, again, I'm not, I'm not a woman, but I've been in situations, even in in like situations with men with men like I've been in these situations and I'm like I get uncomfortable yeah absolutely the next one is offensive sexual speech um and it made me think of a time where I asked a guy how he wanted his coffee and he said I like my coffee blonde and sweet and then winked and kind of licked his lips at me and so that was and you know the sad part is that I didn't have I wasn't the strong badass woman you guys see here standing before you (laughs) or here and yeah or here um, but I did nothing about it. I just got him his coffee. Like, how sick and... Like, doesn't that make you feel dirty just hearing it? Like, ugh. Like... But you know what? I wish I could go back in time and just smack that coffee out of my younger self's hands and just be like, don't get it! <laughs> I'm 5'8", so I'm not the tallest person. And I think women are normally shorter as well. Mm-hmm. And I... There's something about being smaller than someone, too, that is very... Intimidating. Intimidating. It's scary. Like... You know, I, I, in my head, I have movies like if you told that person something, like what would they do? I, yeah. That, that's the scary part. But it's like, you know, that's this. The reason we're having this conversation is not because this is what you should do. There's so many PSAs out there. Stand up for yourself. Yeah. But there's so think, many things about staying up for we yourself. We just want you guys to be aware <laughs> of it because I think a lot of times you're not or you tolerate it. None of us are aware of it. I think that, I mean, I think about all these and I'm like, that's happened to me at a bar. Does it count mm-hmm. at a bar? Does yeah. Bar, you know what I mean? Like, when does it count? When is, well, there the, was alcohol involved, so she deserved that because her <laughs> skirt was short. Yeah, like, it's not... And I think that the, the 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 weird part is like, you know, when is it flirting? When is it sexual harassment? When is it all... You know, and again, this conversation is not about exactly what to do. It's about gaining awareness and confidence to take care of yourself when when you feel unsafe. Absolutely. I'm going to finish up this list. Offensive sexual conduct conduct, and gestures. Um, yep. Unwanted exposure to pornography. Like, I've never had that happen to me, but I've heard that it, like, people flash porn or they flash themselves. That That's such a weird one, but, like, that's a necessary one. Because sure. there are those people out there that do that. Remember in the schools, guys would, like, scroll through their photos to show you a picture and they'd be like, oops, yes. oops, oops, that's my dick. Yes. Oops, that's my... Yeah, oh, one naked. time someone pulled up, they went to pull up a picture on the internet, and it was Pornhub. Yep. <laughs> I hope this podcast opens up a conversation. Like, I hope, I hope we get a lot of people emailing us. I hope that you guys reach out. I hope that you tell us your experiences. Like, we need to kind of band together to make this, this mm. situation more aware in our industry because no one's talking about it, and I feel like, I feel like we need to be the ones that are doing it. If I find one more guy masturbating under the cape, I don't know how the word got out, but that's a thing. <laughs> I know. But it happens They're like, all, oh, you can do that? But I really feel like that happens a lot. I feel like one out of every ten hairdressers have had that experience. Yeah. It's insane. And if you are someone who is already working on this, because we're not claiming that we're the first to start talking about it, but if you're someone who's already working on this, or you have, you, maybe you have tools, or you have, you've created a system to help people... Please reach out and we'll talk about that as well because we don't have all the answers. We just have the conversation. Yeah. We're just talking about it. We're just talking about it. But if you guys have We want you guys to feel like you're not alone because you're not. The gender neutral podcast that we had, we were talking about 
<clears throat> how to talk about trans people and how to talk about gay people and how to, you know, how to make gender neutral haircutting prices and all that. And we actually started, um, there was a, it's called the Dress Code Project. Yeah. If, and they are all about safe space salons. So it wasn't until after we posted our podcast that we were able to kind of build a relationship with them and, and take their mission on a, on a bigger level too. So if you already have a mission that helps this problem, let us know. Yeah. Because we are unaware of it. Absolutely. But we did want to start the conversation because it is happening. It's happening in Hollywood. It's happening everywhere. It's happening in, in so many areas. But I think that everything starts with the conversation. And, and I think we're going to get a lot of feedback. I do too. I really and do. we really welcome it. Any stories, don't feel ashamed. Um, you can message, you can DM us, you can email us. Um, and I think it's important for the people to know that you've had your experience. And, you know, I, I don't, I've never had that experience. I've had weird, I've had weirdo experiences that probably make all these on the list. One but, time Caleb was walking. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I was sexually harassed by a homeless person. <laughs> It was pretty rough. But then I realized he was homeless. But if roles homeless. were switched and it was a woman, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, like that's not okay. So, like, you shouldn't, you yeah, shouldn't it's say weird. it's okay because you're It's weird. I homeless. think that's a part of the conversation, too, is, like, Like, if someone came up and have... said that to me in my face, I'd fear for my life. Yeah. And I think that's where... Do you want to tell a story? <laughs> so they know what we're talking about? <laughs> no, I was walking to work one morning... Um, in Florida to the Aveda Institute. And there was, and there's a lot of homeless people in general in St. Petersburg, Florida. And this guy ran up to me. And I, when I tell the story, I tell it funny because it, it... We joke about it. It is funny. But it could have been bad. I just, I never thought about how bad it could have been. And he, this guy came up to me and sexually solicited me at like 8 a.m., you know. And again, I could tell the story funny or I can, or, you know, it depends on how I tell it, but... It's like, as a man, I guess I just felt like I would beat the shit out of I that guy. I would be traumatized. I mean, I'm pretty strong. I, I probably could have beat him up too. But <laughs> as as a woman, I, I like that would have just like ruined my whole day. I probably would have walked in crying. So it, it's like, yeah, it's different. You know, this is part of the conversation. Is like, what is the difference between men and women having to deal with this? And I, it's not, it's not better or worse. But I, I do think there's, I don't know. I guess. I had the confidence that that person wasn't going to harm me and that I could defend myself. And I think that some women don't feel that way. And I, I don't know. There's so much. Yeah. It's not just a, do. it's not a black and white topic. And I think people try to make it a black and white topic. It's not. And it can't be. I think what I would love to happen and, and I would love for all of you guys that are listening to maybe share this to someone um, that has had this happened or maybe share it to your boss. I think that the one thing that could happen is to find a place where the owners and the stylists are a mutual agreement of what the protocol is if something was that something was to happen. As a stylist, you need to be able to feel as if someone has your back. Um, that if this was to happen in your in your work environment, in your five by five, that if you came to your boss with it, they would not hesitate to make sure that you were protected. Um, again, I know me personally, I couldn't work in an environment like that. And again, if you're not protected or you're in an environment where they say deal with it or it's not a big deal or any of those trigger words where you just feel defeated defeated and that the person is not taking care of you or cares about you, leave. It's like time to go. 
I mean, no one, no one needs that. So I think it would be really cool. Like maybe you're the advocate for the salon. Maybe this was not something that, um, was even discussed or even thought of. And maybe you bring this information and you're like, I really feel strongly about this. I would love to have a safe space. I will set up the meeting. I want to just educate our team on, on what these signs are. Um, and then I want to know going forward that you have our back and that, that we want to make sure that, that this is a safe space for everybody working here. And I think that you could be. So if this isn't implemented in your salon, you should be the leader. Like, take hold of the reins and, and make sure that, like, you're the voice. You're the safety person. You're the one that can lead this this um, this team into a successful situation. And I think if you're a salon owner listening to this, this is your job. Yeah. To protect your staff. Your job is to, if anyone feels uncomfortable, no matter what the price tag, no matter what the amount they're spending, you need to remove these types of people. You need to also make sure that everyone who works for you feels protected and feels safe and feels that they can say no to anyone that makes them uncomfortable. Because the minute that you take that away, you are part of the problem and you are part of someone who's causing this to happen. So it's 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 everyone's responsibility on many levels, but... It's different ways of taking action. So I know this was a heavy subject. Yeah. <laughs> but it had to be said. Absolutely. We wanted to make sure that, that it was talked about um, because it does happen and it's got to stop. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it really does. And it's not going to stop until everyone stops putting up with it. Yeah, for sure. And it happens every fucking day. It happens every day. Anytime you feel uncomfortable, you have to shut it down. Like, the, like That's the first step is you shutting it down. Because I do think but, that you have to give some people a chance. If you can shut it down and they shut it down, it, then it's shut down. But if it doesn't stop, then you need to get someone else. You need to get a friend. You need to get your boss. You need to get someone else who works there. Because if if you can't do it alone, then... Here's the biggest advice that I can give, though, is to not make it... Like, find a way to be more proactive rather than reactive. Mm-hmm. It's It's hard to not react in a very gut-wrenching experience. So if you can keep your calm, you know, kind of stand your ground without being emotional, without being like aggressive, without kind of stooping to that level, um, I think you're going to have a better feedback than if you just went ape shit on someone for asking <laughs> you out. So, um, yeah, I, I just, and if you feel like you're just like, no, that pushed me over the edge, you need to have that buddy. You need to have that safe person that can that can do it for you that maybe can say no because you can't and that's okay it's not a bad thing to feel like you can't say no like it's okay to not have that strength inside of you right away um but have that person i think that's the one thing that you can do to protect yourself and for all those crazy badass people Mm -hmm. take take the role yeah i'm a crazy badass and i still am like (laughs) caleb get them like, you know what I mean? And I'm not a crazy badass, so yeah. I'm not the one. You know? So so it, maybe it's, you know, it could also be assigning someone on the team that deals with it. If the owner's not always there or, you know, not it's not always the boss that can handle it right. Sometimes there's a person on the team that's like, I'll handle it. Yep. I, I got, got this. But it's about figuring out the protocol, like you said. It's It really is about all that. So we'd love to hear your stories. We'd love to hear... Um, any situations, if you're struggling with how to solve something, you can always reach out to us. Absolutely. Caleb and I are, (laughs) Caleb and I are certified life coaches as well as (laughs) coaches within the industry. And we are always here to help in any form of way. And so if anybody just needs to talk or has something to say, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Info at destroythehairdresser.com. Um, we are always here to take your emails, your, your, your DMs, your comments, anything like that. And we look forward to hearing the feedback on this and what you guys think. 
Um, and we miss you, and we're back to our more consistent schedule. So yes. you will get, you will start to get your podcast updates. Or if you guys have a topic that maybe you feel as if you want us to talk about, you know, hit us up. We always love taking suggestions. So for those of you that are gearing up for the holiday season, our next episode is going to be all about how to survive through the holiday. <laughs> we actually started this podcast a year ago around the holidays. It'll be our anniversary, our podcast it, anniversary. It will be our podcast anniversary. And we did it on the holidays and we laughed through the whole <laughs> podcast and everybody else laughed with us. And so it's, I think it's only, now it's tradition. Between sexual harassment and holidays, I don't know what else we can cover. I don't either. We need maybe it's sexual harassment throughout the holidays. I don't know, but we need to make sure that we. I think in light of um, our anniversary of this podcast, we we really want to we really want to hit home on the holidays, the top ten do's and don'ts of the holidays. So that will be our next episode. Um, you will get it within two weeks, and so I cannot wait to hear from you guys then. And have a wonderful day. Yes, we will talk to you very, very soon. We love you. Check us out at www.destroythehairdresser.com. Mm-hmm.